Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. <laughs> The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Good evening, Combat Sports Show. We've got a good show for you tonight. We're going to go over the UFC uh, 228 from the weekend. We're going to cover the past Invicta event and a little bit of LFA. And we do have enough time. We will go over the Canelo Triple G boxing match that's going to happen this weekend. Uh, I want to welcome the host of the show, uh, Brian. How you doing? Doing good, Jason. How you doing? Well, I'm doing good, man. Doing real good. Yeah, it was uh, it was an eventful week in MMA. Uh, UFC 228 was massive, but you know it didn't come without its controversy. <clears throat> but I think the best part of this show, we were off last week, obviously, but the best part of this week is you were up here two weekends ago, and we watched Invicta Fighting Championships 31 together. That was your first Invicta event. What did you think, Jason? Yes, sir. I thought it was very, very entertaining. Of course, very tired, but (laughs) I I thought it was very, very entertaining for being the first event I've ever seen. What are what are some of the things you took away from that event? Like, what did you like? Um, one of the things I really liked about the event is neither none of the events or none of the fights looked one sided or overly matched. They they looked like they were evenly matched. Yeah, that's the biggest thing I took away from it. I mean, you can always tell in UFC and a little bit in Bellator where I don't know if they're just doing it to, you know, to hype one fighter or they think it's a big money fight or however they make these events happen. Some of them are, are, are a little lopsided. You and I have scratched our heads like, what? Why is this fight going on? We've seen yeah, this, exactly. especially in rematches. We've seen it time and time again. And I, we, we both say, we're not going to see anything different. But what I took away from it is all the fighters that were fighting against each other, they looked evenly matched. All the fights I thought were really, really entertaining and really in close. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I liked about it. There were some fights. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Another thing I liked about it is the time between each fight. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand when you're doing a big pay-per-view event, you have a time slot to fill. And each one of these fights are probably being told that you're going on at XYZ time. But, they, you know, they're scheduling these fights to go five rounds or to go the distance, some of them three. 
some of them might be paused. Yeah. But I liked how the pace kept up. It says you didn't have very long to wait for the next fight, which I liked. I mean, I had enough time in between each fight to go out and have, go out and have a cigarette. And barely. Back in and barely. Yeah, yeah. You get a UFC fight, and, you know, you're looking at 15 minutes in between each fight. Invicta, one fight's over. They intro the next fight. They, You know, by intro, I mean they tell you who's fighting. They do a quick little roundup, like a video snippet of each fighter talking a little bit about it. Within five minutes, they're walking down the ramp, those next two fighters, and it's quick. Um, yeah. It's just – it's not – Unlike the UFC, they're not hyping, constantly hyping the next big thing. They're focused on what they're doing now. The UFC, in the middle of each event, I mean, during the pay-per-view they had over the weekend, how many commercials were there for Conor McGregor versus Khabib? You know? It's crazy. Oh, probably 20? Yeah. It's crazy. They never just focus on what they're doing. They're never just happy with what they're doing. It's always the next thing. Basically, if you really think about it, it's free publicity for the next event. Mm-hmm. I understand it. It's a good marketing tool. I understand it. But you don't have but to. But it takes away from what you you're watching. Need, you don't need to show it 20 freaking times. Yeah, but they do. They do. Now, so, I didn't watch. What I want to do. I think I have them recorded. I don't think I watched the prelims in that fight, but prelims were terrific. I'll tell you that. But we'll get into that later. I want to. I want to go into a little bit of the Invicta fight. Now, first off, you and I got back a little bit late. I, I don't even remember what we were doing to be honest. I think we were out getting dinner or whatever. But we started off <laughs> with the second fight. So we started watching Kay Hansen versus Helen Peralta. Kay is the 19-year-old. She's very, very talented. Very good. Who, by the way, is also already scheduled for the next event in, in uh, November. She stepped in to the next one already, Jason. Wow. Yeah. That doesn't get so a fight. A, yeah. That first round was really close. Helen and, and Helen looked really good. Kay was trying to uh, out-grapple her, but Helen was out-striking Kay. Very close round. I think Helen actually took the round, the older lady. Um, but they were record-wise, those two are right on, and it was very, very close. But round two, Kay Hansen started to take over and just dominated and got a finish in round three. I thought that was a great fight, though. That was a fun first fight for us to watch, anyway. Not the first fight of the event, but the first one you and I watched. That was a good. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. Now the next one was crazy. Uh, Kelly D'Angelo versus Lindsey Van Zant, who. As those of you that listen to our show and actually watch MMA know, there's another fighter with a Paige Van Zandt. I told Jason, of course, Jason, you know, Lindsay, that's, that's Paige's sister. So Jason went on a 10-minute rant about how they looked exactly the same, this and that. And about 10 minutes, I let him go about 10 minutes with it before I told him that wasn't actually her sister. So Jason felt a little foolish, but it was funny. Hey, I was drinking. I, I didn't really care. <laughs> but regardless That was a really good fight Kelly just dominated the fight though Kelly D'Angelo looked really good in that fight um, it, it was a fun I mean Lindsay was there She wasn't 
out of the fight, but she did get dominated. It, you know, that sounds weird to say, but that was a tough fight for her. Um, the next fight, I loved it. Miranda Maverick got back in the winning track. She got a arm bar quick over Victoria Leonardo. Now, Miranda did get cracked pretty good with a right hand in that fight, but she took she took Victoria and just crushed her with that arm, man. She took that arm. She was going to take that arm home. I wish she would have. It was close. That was a close one. Now, this one, this one, I remember we had Shannon Knapp on two weeks ago. This is one lady that I talked to her specifically about. Jason, you remember this. Mallory Martin, I said, is one of my favorite up-and-comers. I said, Mallory, Kay, and I don't remember who else I said. Um, I think those two. But I said, those two are amazing to watch. And Mallory actually got knocked down. As you remember, we were watching that first round. Mallory got knocked down in the first round, um, almost right off the bat. She took a pretty clean clean shot. And the announcers, Jason, you and I were going on about this. The announcers were going off. Oh, Mallory's almost out cold. You know, she hurt her. She hurt her bad. But the problem was Mallory went down and popped right back up and took Ashley to the fence and then took Ashley down. There was no almost out about it. And I don't know how you felt, Jason, but I still think Mallory won the first round of that fight. I didn't see anywhere that in anything that indicated that she was almost out cold. No, not especially how fast she jumped back up. Um, yeah. But enough round, you probably, depending on the judge's style of judging, you could have, it could have went either way. I mean, mm-hmm. it could have went either way in my book. A knockdown almost I mean, always guarantees you a 10-9 round. Or a 9-9 if the opponent dominates you for the rest of that round, doesn't it? I would, I yeah. I I judge it, you know, I judge MMA kind of like I do boxing. Yeah. I'm a little more lenient. I'm a little more lenient than you are when it comes to the judging sometimes. But, I mean, with getting cracked like that and getting knocked to the canvas, you almost have to give them that round unless, like you said, Mallory could have came back and completely dominated the round, and then they would have been a you know a nine nine. But yeah, I'm curious though if a knockdown, uh, a pretty much around the board, immediate point out of that ten, what do they consider like if you take somebody down, that's a very dominant position. Why do they not count that as an immediate point? The only reason I can say because you could do it. You can get a nice takedown, but on the ground, the person you take down can end up. You can stay on your back, but still be dominating the round. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's just that's just the way I look at it. I mean, yeah, you could take that person down, but they could, you know, roll you over to the back and completely take over the fight from there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you and I know a bunch of people in M- M- MMA that would rather be on the ground. Oh, for sure. That way. So, yeah, I can see where if you do get a good takedown, I can see where you don't win the round on that, not like you would a knock a knockdown, a punch. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's just my feeling. Cause, I mean, yeah, you can take the person down, but 
did you really control the fight on the ground or did you get controlled? You got to look at it that way yeah. as well. I mean, that's as well. me. Yeah. Yeah. Now, after that, Mallory dominated the next two rounds and got got the finish in round three. But uh, I'll tell you what, Ashley was no joke standing up. Her her jab was really really good. Her striking was pretty pretty solid. But Mallory's a beast. I really really like Mallory Mark. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have Fight Pass to watch any of this. So. Well, yeah, we'll be getting together for the next one too. I think because this was a. I know you really had a good time for that one. Oh, I did. Now the next fight was kind of interesting. Um, Lisa Spangler. She stepped in really late notice, and she took on Shanna Young, probably the fight of the night. This fight was crazy. It was a split decision, but it was crazy close. Um, that was just a brutal fight. Lisa stepping in late notice. She Now, the, the scorecards were a little bit weird, 28-29, 30-27, 29 I don't know about you, Jason, but I thought it could have gone either way. Um, I thought those two ladies really put it all out there. No, they did. And you're right. The fight could have went either way. Yeah. I I, I didn't. I, um, I, what's that? I think you and I were in agreement. I had Spangler win the fight anyway. Did, did you? I was, you know, I was rooting for Spangler just because I've seen her before. Um, man, that was a close fight. I, I liked it. I don't know. I was kind of up in the air on that one. It doesn't matter. I mean, it, I had fun watching the card. So I really don't know the fighters all that well because I don't watch Invicta. But yeah. I was I was really, really entertained. Need to start watching it, man, because that that's how every card is with them. They're all that good. Um. You know, Lisa took the split decision. Either way, it was a great fight. Both ladies looked terrific, so it didn't really matter. I mean, of course, they want to win, but Lisa coming in on a week's notice was just amazing because she did really, really well. Um, The next fight, you got to see, this is the first time you got to see Pearl Gonzalez outside of the UFC. You saw her fight in the UFC. Um, She didn't do too well in the UFC, but now she's won three in a row with Invicta, and she looks great doing it. That is a beast. Yeah. And she dominated Diane Firmino. Um, Three-round domination. So that was very cool. The title fight was super impressive. I mean, Verna Jandaroba. I mean, what can you say about her? She just, she's so good. Uh, What do you think, though? Do you think she's ready for the UFC at this point? Because she's like 14 and 0. You know, that's just, it's hard to say. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, is anyone, is anyone truly ready to go up to the next round? I mean, truly ready? You really just have to get in there and get your feet wet. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's just my opinion. I mean, I mean, yeah, there are some people that are ready for that next step, but in all retrospect, I mean, are you really truly ready to make that jump? 
Mm-hmm. You've almost just got to jump in there and do it. Give yourself a few fights and now this isn't for me. I bet, you know, let me step back down. I think, but, I mean, uh, we'll find out. I think she's definitely going to be going. I don't, I don't know that there's, they're The UFC is going to see this lady and they're going to snatch her up because 14 and 0, she's dominating people. They're going to take her. Oh, yeah. No, the UFC is going to take her, which I'm surprised they haven't taken her yet. Yeah, I think that was the fight because uh, Miranda's no joke. And I think they saw her fight. They, they had to have seen this and they're probably, you know what? This is time for her to come up and uh, come in. You know, and it kind of really kind of sucks for Invicta, knowing mm-hmm. that they they are the training grounds for the UFC, really, in the women's division. Kind of, yeah, they they kind of are. You know, it's like, um, but the, uh, on that note, they get some of their best fighters from Invicta. Some of the most exciting fighters are Invicta veterans, and that's that's important. You need a they need a place to fight before the UFC, right? Well, it's just like, you know, playing, you know, football. I mean, you're going to college, and that's your training ground to go to the NFL. Uh, yep. They all sports have those training grounds. But, you know, it just sucks for Invicta that, you know, they're out there making they, money, and yeah. but yet you're getting your stars taken away from you that make you money. But Shannon's always told us she has no problem <laughs> letting them go because she looks – she she feels proud that they that they were trained in her in her organization. Well, they weren't trained there, but that's where they came up. And, well, and, you, you, okay, yeah, I I, I phrased that wrong, but yeah. but yeah, that's where they came up. Yeah, I think she told us on our and very. She, I think I even asked that question to her, and she goes, "It's bittersweet, but she's very proud of the ladies that go up and actually do very well in the UFC." Yeah. No, definitely, and, and and they do have a part in that because they're the ones that first did all the scouting and, and the matchmaking and, and got them in there with good other fighters and not, like you said, overmatching them and, and hyping, like, just one person. I mean, Invicta's the first one. They got Paige Van Zandt, Carla Esparza, Beck Hyatt, uh, Rose Namajunas. They had so many. I mean, Rose is the champion now. She started in Invicta. She was like, her first two fights were in Invicta. You know? It's just, it's crazy how many fighters came from Invicta. Uh, Nick, man, I mean, Cyborg, 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 Cyborg fought. Yeah, Chris Cyborg was the champion down there. You know? Holly Holm probably would have been Invicta next if the UFC hadn't have taken her. Man, it's, Holly it's Holm. the way it is. Two or a three-time boxing champion. Yeah. So, with that, what did you think of the UFC event, UFC 228? I thought it was a great event, honestly. Yeah. I only really paid attention to two fights. Okay. I paid attention to, of course, the main event, which mm-hmm. was completely lopsided. And I have a problem with the referee in that <laughs> in that fight. Not only yeah. question should there have been a stoppage, but in the first round as well. What happened in the first round? 
Oh, you okay. So in the first round, now we're talking about the main event with Woodley and Till. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Tyrone Woodley dominated that fight. I mean, just dominated it. But they were on the ground. They were in the well, – yeah, they were in the clinch. And I can't pronounce the dude's last name. Dan um, – Oh, Mercliata. Thank you. Mergliata. So he, so he stood them back up, even though they were in the clinch, and they were working. Yeah. He still put them back up on their feet. And I completely, me and my next-door neighbor were sitting here watching this like, dude, what are you doing? They're not just sitting there, like, taking, taking a breather. Like, they, you know, and they do that sometimes where they will stand them back up because it gets just too dry and they're not doing anything. I understand that. Yeah, stand them back up. They were in the clinch. They were working, and he stands them back up. Can't remember who had the advantage, but I just thought that that call there was complete utter bullshit. I had a problem. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. And then, of course, come before they actually, you know, before the tap out, they should have stopped that fight about I want to say thirty. 35 to 40 seconds prior to the tap out. Okay. I mean, when you get a guy down to the ground, when you knock him to the ground by a, mm-hmm. a couple hammer hammer fisting him, they normally all always stop the fight. The guy's just completely yeah. not with it. He can't protect himself. No, he let the fight go on. And I swore to God that Woodley was going to take his head home and hang and put it on and, and hang it above his fireplace mantle. He was so <laughs> blue it looked like his head was about ready to pop off his shoulders. I mean, Darren Till just got thrashed, <clears throat> and I've never seen that type of fighting come from Woodley. Usually, his fights are kind of boring. Not this one. No, it, it, yeah, you know, it, it kind of depends on the opponent. Um, for sure, depends on the opponent. You know, um, what's funny is Woodley. He took on uh, Rory McDonald not that long ago, a couple of years ago, and when he fought Rory, you know who Rory is, the, the welterweight champion down in Bellator. Rory just dominated. Yeah, I don't remember the fight, but... Oh, man. Rory did not let Woodley take him down and just dominated him on the feet. Just dominated. So, it was kind of different, you know. And that's Rory. And he left the UFC. So, speaking of Rory, I mean, we'll get back to that. We'll get back to the UFC 228 in a little bit. Now, did you hear about the – you know about the Bellator Welterweight Tournament, right? Yeah, I heard They're about that. They're doing the Welterweight Grand Prix. Rory McDonald is going to enter that. Well, now, I don't understand how that's going to work. It's, it's well, kind of yeah, odd I, because he, he's the champion. So the champion's going to enter the tournament. And if he wins, what does he win? He, he, another championship? You made a two-time champion over what? I don't get it. Well, you know what I think. You know what I think they're going to do, and this is what I hope they're going to do, because this What's that? is the only 
fair thing to do is that mm-hmm. now Rory isn't going to have to fight for a while. Well, Rory probably everyone. In- he is fighting. He's fighting Gegard Mousasi for the middleweight title. He holds the welterweight, but he's going to fight for, for the middleweight title. Well, then, okay, he's going to go for another belt. Yeah. Strange. But, like you said, he... Um, he's going to enter that um, that that tournament they're going to let him do is not fight till the final fight. No, he'll be in the whole tournament. It's just strange. Yeah, I don't... I, but you know, then why even... Yeah, you know, how these, you know how the Bellator tournaments work out is, like with the heavyweight one, it takes forever for these tournaments. I mean, the heavyweight one started early last summer, like last year, and it's still going on into the second round, you know, with injuries and whatnot. I mean, this shit's taking forever. Because they haven't even started I mean, the second round. I mean, honestly, they shouldn't even have Rory fight till the final fight. I mean, that's just... I mean, he he's already the champion down there. Yep. So what are they going to do, strip his belt before this tournament starts? <laughs> no, it's just weird. I mean, honestly, they shouldn't even have him fight until the championship fight. And then he can defend his belt that way. It's because whoever, you know, Bellator does gets, weird things. They do weird things in Bellator because they're still building up. They're getting so many of these big stars now from the UFC. You know, like Rory, Jay uh, Gard, Musasi. And multiple other guys. They're getting a lot of big stars. And they're still learning what to do with them. I think they're trying to use them as much as they can. Yeah, I understand that. But so Rory McDonald gets beat. So what do they do with that aspect? Okay, he's going to fight. Like he's, um, whoever he fights in that first round, let's say he, does get, he doesn't make it out of the first round. That guy who beats him in the first round is the uh, champion? Yeah, that's going to be strange. What if, let's look at that, Jason. What if somebody beats Rory in the first round, but then that person loses in the second round? And, and yet, the winner of the tournament gets to fight Rory for the actual title. That's just crazy. So the guy that beat Rory won't even get a shot at him. So you so beat Rory in the first round. You still got to beat two more guys before we'll give you a chance to actually fight Rory for the title. That's crazy. It is crazy. That's why I would think if Bellator would do this right, that you would hold, um, you would hold Rory out of this whole thing until the until the championship fight. I I. I just totally don't understand why they wouldn't do that. I mean, that that's only logical in my eyes. Okay, so back to UFC 228, which, again, was a, a crazy good card. Now, I watched the Fight Pass card. Jason didn't get to watch that. And the Fight Pass card, prelims anyway, they were pretty much cut and dry, except 
for what I thought was fight of the night. I mean, no doubt, fight of the night. It was – I called Jason in the middle of it and told him, hey, dude, this is an amazing fight. And Jason and I had been watching Irene Aldana for a while. She took on Lucy Pudlova, and it was it was just freaking nuts. Lucy basically walked through Irene the first round. Anything Irene threw, Lucy just walking her down and hitting her with everything. Lucy was throwing big bombs. Irene was more – Lucy was the power puncher. Irene is the technical boxer. Um, they kept saying how Irene Aldana had this ground game. That was so good, and I've never actually seen this happen. She's been pretty much boxing ever since I've watched her, so I don't know what they're talking about, uh, the announcers. But, you know, whatever. It was it was crazy first round. I thought Lucy took it. Round two, and she actually hurt Irene, which I've never seen happen. But round two came around, and Aldana started to wear on her. And Lucy was actually starting to breathe heavy. And she wasn't slowing down. She didn't ever once take a back step. It was nuts. I can't believe that lady. She was tough as anything. And they were just cracking each other. But Irene was starting to take over, landing more punches. Landed a lot more punches in round two than Lucy did. Lucy threw a ton of punches. But she was missing everything. She was throwing punches and kicks from everywhere. But she was missing a lot. Um, Irene was very, very good with her defense. So it it became apparent in round two. But round three was a lot closer than that. It was a really tough call. Um I don't I don't envy the judges at all for that fight. And I'm I'm of the opinion that that one, just like the one we were talking about before, um, with shoot Lisa Spangler and Shanna um I can't remember Shanna's last name. But anyway, that fight literally could have gone either way. It, it wouldn't have bothered me one bit. I I was a little on the fence. I thought Aldano for sure won round two, and Pudlova for sure won round one, and round three was really close. So I wouldn't actually want to make a call on that, but it was a good fight, really good fight. That sounds like it. Yeah. Now, now I, I only really – concentrated on two fights on the main card. Okay. Well, should have been three, but we'll get we'll get into that whole debacle in a minute. Oh yeah, we got I a lot the, to say on that one. The the UFC um No 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 don't been, don't even start now. Let's don't even start on that one yet because we're gonna that one's gonna take a while. <laughs> so it was a female fight, and I can't remember the names who was fighting. Jessica Andrade um, versus Carolina Volkovich. I have not seen. I mean, Jessica Andrade just pummeled her opponent, thrashed her. Jessica, but she's a tank. I started, and there's you know, really, I started there's, becoming a fan of her a while ago. Yeah. There's really only one fight left for Jessica, and that's to fight Rose now. There's nothing else for her. I mean, But the way she has been fighting, 
she deserves mm-hmm. a shot at that title. Yeah. Now, when she fought Johanna, she Jessica got completely outworked by Johanna. I mean, Johanna just dominated her, dominated Jessica the whole fight. But Rose is a completely different fighter, completely different style. I know Rose beat Johanna twice, you know, TKO'd her, and then uh-huh. dominated a decision. What do you think happens in Rose versus Jessica, though? You know, styles, different fight. You and I have always said Johanna or Rose is a bad matchup for Johanna, and it proved yeah. it. Rose dominated Johanna in two straight fights. Yes. I don't know how this fight, if Andrade and Rose. I'm not going to say if, when it happens. I don't know how it's that's going to happen. I mean, it's like, no, it's, that's why I said, not if, but when this fight happens. I don't know how yeah. this fight go. Now, one knock on Jessica, she doesn't have the best ground game. So that's one way I could see Rose winning. I could definitely see Rose winning with the ground game. Um, other than that, you know, I don't know because I'm not sure how she's going to do it. Um, I don't know. I mean, she might be able to tire her out. Rose has very good striking, and she's taller and longer. She might be able to outwork her on the feet. Maybe slip in behind and get a submission because Rose has very, very good submissions also. Um, But she doesn't have great takedowns because so strong. It's going to take a very, very well-timed takedown to get her down. And Jessica's got very heavy hands. Very. Problem is, with all the the heavy hands and how hard Jessica fights, she's not a five-round fighter. Then you what know, she's going to have to do is she's going to have to pull a um um God I'm blanking on her name um Amanda Noon she's going to have to do a different type of training camp to get herself ready for yeah. a five round because I think yeah. that fight will go the distance I I, I can see it happening it's just. You got people like Johanna could fight five rounds and not even break a sweat. Jessica, she throws, she doesn't take anything off her punches. When when she fights, she's fighting full bore, and she's going to get tired. And that's not that's not the wrong way to fight. It's just it's just the way it is with anybody. If you start going in there and winging them, you're going to get tired, no matter how good a shape you're in. Um, well, yeah. And against Rose, and Rose is, yeah. Rose's striking is getting better every day. I think she's going to be smart enough to be able to dodge. I'll take a line from Dodgeball, one of the best movies ever. Uh, If you haven't seen it, I'm sorry for you. Rose is going to be using (laughs) the five Ds. She's going to dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge out of the way, and Jessica's going to be very, very tired, and Rose will take advantage of that later in the fight. If anybody else it's going to break down that fight and use the five Ds of dodgeball. They're going to have to credit me with doing it first from now on. 
All right, well, you know me. I don't credit you for shit, so I'm not giving you credit on nothing. Hey, nobody else is going to judge a fight using the five Ds of dodgeball but me. You're hearing it here first and probably only time you'll ever hear it ever. So enjoy it while you can. That's just funny. Yeah, You're the only one that I know that can actually analyze a fight um, using crap from, from a movie called Dodgeball, which, don't get me wrong. You haven't funny. seen Dodgeball? No, it's You've funnier not than seen hell. Movie? <laughs> no, I've seen it. Oh, okay. That was a great movie. It's just, it's funnier than shit. Yeah, yeah. No other He-Man collecting, you know, Star Trek worshiping, dodgeball you know, phrase using MMA analysts around. I don't think there is another one. Well, hell, then you've got a co-host that just sits here and smokes cigarettes and drinks a lot of beer and makes everyone else laugh. <laughs> and they can't even see you. Dude, if they can see you and see how ugly you were, it'd be even better. But, you know, might lose some fans too, but that's okay. Well, hell, you know, each is their own. If they don't like a if they don't like a chain smoking, booze drinking co host. Now, if you and I were doing a show on beer drinking, I could do it I I could do a show all day long on that one. That's true. Or how to beat Mr. Brian Zamora in pool. I could do that one all day too. No no. No no. When we play pool up here, we have played three games. I have won two of those three games. Two. I I do not know what was going on with me on that Saturday when I was up there. And it all started that first game when I was your daughter. I could not make a straight shot, a simple no. cut shot. I just like, what the hell and is that, wrong with that, You, you got to admit that shot I won, when I won it, I banked the eight ball. From one corner into rails. a side pocket, that was pretty impressive. Off, off two it, you're, you're not, um, you're not giving the shot enough credit. You went off two rails to do it. Yeah, which is makes the shot that much harder. Yeah, definitely. That was a crazy good shot. I started I started picking things up towards the end of the day, but it wasn't enough. I stunk. Yeah, played a lot of pool in our lifetime, and, you know, that kind of stuff happens. I, I still think the record between you and I over, what, 28 years of being together, I think I'm still winning that rivalry, I think. Eh, probably. I'm closing the gap. Now, what's really funny, if you want to get into a little bit about pool when we were growing up, how could two kids not beat an old drunk man? A very drunk man. A guy who could barely stand up. Drunk man. Yeah, yeah he, he put a whooping on yeah, we it was us. Two. We were playing doubles against him, so yeah. we were having two shots to his one. 
Okay. Yeah. It's the way it is, man. Some people no. are good. I, my dad was he, he was he was really good at pool. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. Now we've so, already broke down the event. Why? Why should it have been stopped earlier? Well, the main event. So, Woodley caught him really good with a with a combo. Knocked him yeah. flat on his back. I mean, caught I mean, flush. He got on top of him and started hammering punch. You know, usually mm-hmm. when that happens, the referees are right there. They're just going to throw the guy off and call this fight. The guy can't really protect himself. He's just getting battered, right? No, yeah. the referee let it go and let it go and let it go. And then he finally put him in. I don't know what type of choke it was, but I literally his face was so fucking blue that I thought he was going to pop his head off his shoulders. It almost looked like an Oompa Loompa off Willy, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah. I love, <laughs> I love that, that movie. But, yeah, um, I watched the – I did see round two, and that was just completely – Woodley completely dominated him. Um, I read about it that night because um, I had planned to watch the, watch the fights. A couple of buddies were coming over. One guy got sick, and then the other guy we – him and I decided with the other title fight going off, we we were all okay. We'll we'll postpone this for the Connor Khabib fight. Um, right. And I went out and saw the movie The Meg, who, which by the way, I've seen two movies in the past couple of weeks, which is the only two movies I've seen all year. And I watched The Meg and The Happy Time Murders. And I'll tell you what, those are both winners in my book. Two good movies. Bro. Um, and well, you yeah. know me, I don't like going to the movies for one. I don't have the money for it because it's expensive. And I'm just not much of a movie watcher anyway. Yeah. Well, this one was I mean, good. Meg was pretty good. Yeah. The only thing on my TV at home is just sports. Yeah. Now, this was a good now, movie. I, 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 you know, I saw the previews for it, and I, I even, and me not knowing a lot about movies or anything like that, it looked good. It really did. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. It was exciting. A couple things made me jump. Just because it's not like it was scary, but you know how they have those jump scares where they, with the music and everything, it just startles you? Yeah. Yeah. They had a pretty good couple of them in there. Um, And it was interesting, too. The way they did it was very interesting. It was fun. Uh, I really enjoyed it. But the whole time during the movie, I was dying because I wanted to keep checking my phone and seeing what was happening with the UFC. So, luckily, there was only three. I went with my wife and my daughter, and we were the only three in the theater. Um, a couple of kids came in about 20 minutes into the movie and sat way the fuck up front. So, I was good to, to just pull out my phone and, and check and, and update it every once in a while. Yeah. Um, now, the fight, the reason I'm going to get this, the fight got... It got scratched. Yeah. And who, Let's and talk who about were the two that fighters that were fighting this, Brian? That was Nico Montano and Valentina Shevchenko. Okay. I'm a Shevchenko. Everyone knows that. Yeah. I was really looking forward to this fight. 
especially that Shevchenko was going to be going for a title. And I think Shevchenko would have taken the belt. Not easily, but I think she was going to come out on top. Mm-hmm. Let's get in the trash. Now, of course, Nico hasn't fought in a while. He broke his foot, sprayed it on. She was out for 10 months. Right? I, di- I didn't hear you, Jason. You're kind of breaking up a little bit. No, I said, Nico, okay, hasn't fought in 10 months. She yes. had a broken foot. Yes. That had to be surgically repaired. Okay, that's understandable. Yes. This was okay. after the ultimate fighter. Yeah. So, right yeah. off the bat, strike one for UFC. And I'll get into why I'm saying this in a minute. Now, during the whole thing, uh, we're getting ready for this fight with Chechenko. The UFC doctor pulled her into the hospital. I guess she had a yep. bad weight test, which is known to happen. So the UFC doctors scratched the fight, pulled her out of the fight. Okay. And there's been reports that been ducking me. She's been ducking me. She's been ducking me. No. Yeah, Shevchenko said been. she fucking said she trained three times for this fight, which is bullshit. Sorry, I had to throw that in. I forgot that point. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so with her being hospitalized for a bad weight cut, and I didn't know this, but you said what? Um, she came down with a really acute. Um, Tonsillitis. Tonsillitis. Yeah, so after so they had to put the timeline surgery on that too. Yeah, let me put the timeline out for you. So Nico was okay. in the tournament. She was in the Ultimate Fighter. It takes eight weeks. Then you come out, and it's like eight more weeks before you actually fight for the, the title. So she fought Roxanne Modafferi, who was a day before the fight for the title fight because Sajara Eubanks couldn't make weight. So Sajara doesn't get her title fight because she missed weight. And in steps Roxanne Mardaferi, completely different fighter. Totally changes your, your fight plan. But Nico took it with a broken foot. She broke her foot already. She wasn't going to have surgery because she wanted to win the title. She beat Roxanne and wins the title. Goes and have, has her foot repaired, okay? That's a, long, that's a long recovery. She has to be in a boot. She can't train cardio. She can't do much. Gets out of that, and immediately she starts getting sick a lot. Well, anybody that's had their tonsils out knows that once those tonsils are out, you feel a lot better. So that was happening. So you're looking at four months right there of her being injured and sick, okay? Because they didn't know right away that it was her tonsils. It took a while. Then they take the tonsils out. Then you're you're down for a while. You know, it takes a while. And then the UFC was hounding her, trying to get her into a fight. And she told them, listen. I can't be ready until October. Hasn't been two years since she defended a title like it was with Connor or John Jones or anybody that fucking held a title that went out and did coke or, you know, tie sex drugs or whatever. She It was 10 months. It wasn't the end of the world. And she wasn't saying she wouldn't fight. She was saying, hey, look, I've been legitimately injured. This is what I want to, when, when I want to come back. And they said, no, you have to fight early September or we're going to strip the title. So she said, okay. 
And she just couldn't do it. She couldn't cut the weight. She wasn't prepared. And the UFC immediately stripped that title. Immediately. So when I said so when I said strike one on UFC, she yeah. hasn't fought in ten months because of all yeah. that of all that stuff going on. She tried to do this weight cut knowing she wasn't ready. Um, the doctors, the UFC doctors, not her personal doctors, but the UFC doctors, scratched her from the card. Strike two on the UFC. Now mm-hmm. they want to go out and strip the belt because she won't defend the title when her fight, when her injuries outside of the tonsillitis, which that's just an infection, you can't control that. So the, the two things that she had that she was put in the hospital for was either getting ready for a fight or something that happened in the octagon. And this is all do- this has all been documented by doctors. And the UFC wants to strip her title because of that. Strike three on the UFC. Yep. The UFC shit the bed on this one. I'm sorry. I know Dana White had probably nothing to do with this, but the UFC as a whole just shit the fucking bed on Nick on Nico. <laughs> and if she decided to leave, and I wouldn't, and I wouldn't blame her if she decided to leave the UFC. How do you really feel about them, Jason? Right now, they're fucking retards. You know, I, I kind of um, I understand that because. It just seems like the UFC doesn't care about the women, doesn't care about anything. You know, when Amanda did it, Amanda uh, Nunez, she made weight, but she was so sick she couldn't fight because she had a sinus infection. And the UFC, well, the doctors cleared you. You should fight anyway. They don't care about any of the fighters. They really don't. They don't care if people die making weight. They don't care to put in any kind of protocols to keep these fighters from cutting so much fucking weight they kill themselves. All they care about is, hey, we're going to make some money on this fight. And I mean, I understand it's a business. Mm-hmm. And I, I keep bringing this up, and I'll keep bringing it up. You had Chris Cyborg, which is one of the faces of the UFC on the women's side. can mm-hmm. barely walk up the steps for the weigh-in. And she's still still dominated and won. But she looked like death warmed over. It's ridiculous. These weight cuts are... Somebody's going to die, and it's going to be horrible. Somebody in the UFC. I mean, many people have died throughout the world. But it's just ridiculous. You know, look look at what Diego Sanchez did. He walked into that fight, night of the fight, weighing 173 for a 170 pound fight. Now, and he said, he said, I won't weight cut anymore. The guy he fought weighed 194 pounds night of the fight. So, you know, that's 194 pounds. Yeah, but listen, think about that, though, people. 194 pounds. And that's not even counting Darren Till and Tyrone Woodley. But 194 for a welterweight, that guy fights at 170, but he's walking around at 200 pounds. So the main event, Darren Darren Till said he walks around at 210, 210, 215 pounds. 
but he fights at fucking 170. That's a light heavyweight. He's a fucking light heavyweight, yeah. but he's fighting at he's fighting at 170. I mean, MMA in general. I'm not just I'm not picking on the UFC. I like the UFC. I just think in that incident, the UFC just shit the fucking bed. I like yeah. the UFC. I like Bellator. I like MMA. It's very exciting. But MMA needs to do something like boxing. Boxing's got so many freaking weight classes. So if you want to go oh, yeah. down in weight, you might only have to cut five to seven pounds. But that five to seven pounds could be two weight classes. Yeah. That's I mean, true. you and I broke it down. Most of your weight classes are 10 pounds apart until you get up in heavier weights, and they start getting 15 pounds apart. You got people out there cutting 25 to 30 pounds to make a fight. Yeah. The MMA needs to put a regulation on this stating you can only cut XYZ amount. And if, if, that is, and if the weight class you are trying to make is, un, is under our maximum, then fine. You can't fight at that weight class. But they also need to put a regulation there on how, on how much you can rehydrate. I mean, I just don't think it's fair for a guy that normally walks around at 175 to 180. He's fighting at his normal weight. But then you have a guy, your opponent, coming into that fight, rehydrating to 194 and a half pounds. You don't think that's an advantage right off the get-go before you even step in that octagon? No, definitely. I just, they, but like you said, and I'll reiterate that, mark my word, someone is going to die in the UFC and the UFC is going to have, well, I don't even know if you can sue the UFC for that. If someone dies of a weight cut, those people are doing the weight cut on their own. The UFC isn't forcing them to make that weight. That's true. I mean, your camp signed the contract. So your camp has got to take responsibility for your weight cut. The UFC is just trying to put together a good fight. Anything happens like that where a fighter dies because they're cutting too much weight, the UFC could have a problem on their hands. I don't know if you could sue them, but they're going to have a problem on their hands. No, they're going to fall back on it's the fighter's fault. But you know how that works. Well, UFC's got a lot of money and they got good lawyers. Yeah, yeah, they'll never, they'll never lose a court battle. But but way that is, I did hear. Now I don't know. You know, this is all speculation. Mm-hmm. Do you know who uh, who Chevchenko wants to fight for the title? No, nobody really knows the UFC. They said once they stripped her of the belt, which was really quick, um, we're stripping her of the belt. You know, we're working on a, an opponent for Shevchenko now. Um, there's a lot of names swirling around out there. Johanna's, you know, name is up there. The thing about that is, think about Johanna. Okay, she's lost two of her last three fights. One by knockout, one by decision. If she loses to Valentina, which... 
They've already fought three times in kickboxing. Valentina's won all three. So if Johanna comes up in weight, loses to Valentina, she's one win and three losses in her last four. Okay, that's a pretty rough fall for a woman that was one of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. So what does Johanna have for Valentina? A big 125 Johanna is not that big at 115. She really isn't. What does Johanna have for her in the UFC? Johanna doesn't wrestle. Nothing. She doesn't use submissions. She doesn't grapple at all. So this is going to be a kickboxing match. Valentina's already beat her three times. What's the point? Um, there's only one point. Mm-hmm. That it's going to be a fight that everyone wants to see, including myself. Yeah. I I would take Chevchenko in that fight just because she's a she's a bigger woman. Johanna's just going to have to hone in on her kickboxing skills. There's no way around it. Train for kickboxing. Don't train for MMA. Yeah. Really. Now, she doesn't pack a punch. She she doesn't have power in her punches. No. The other thing about this is the only other person in the UFC, Valentina, would be Liz Carmouche. Liz Carmouche actually has a win over Valentina. By TKO. She is TK Oder. Now, this was a few years ago. This was eight years ago, actually, but still. And Liz fights in the same weight class. Um, Liz is three and one in her last four. She's beat Lauren Murphy, Caitlin Chukagian, who's another name that people are bringing up, and she's beat Jennifer Maya, the or the Invicta 125 pound champion. going to be interesting who they pair her up with. Yeah. Um, people are saying it should be Caitlin. Um, that's another name that was floated around. But, you know, man, again, I don't like – it's a tough call. Caitlin's a good fighter, and she's on a three-fight win streak, um, barring that loss from Liz. But ooh, that's a tough one. Um, man, there's a few good women to pick right now. I would guess Johanna, no. I don't really think that's the best option simply because of their past. I think Liz is the best option right now. That's Only time will tell at this point. Yeah. Only time will tell. Okay, so for next or, week, this is something. No, no, or, this is something Jason and I were talking about. Before we go, though, we want to talk about a little bit about next week. Um, what we're gonna do this week? We're gonna put a little bit on the Combat Sports Show Facebook page. Um, I would like y'all to look at that. I, I know I put some stuff over, up over the weekend. Um, a couple hundred people have seen that. So that is awesome. I want to put a lot more up, a lot more content up this week. Um, Some of us might have a little more time than others, but we'll see. Um, We're going to go over one of the most controversial, because that's 
that's the the key word of the week has been controversy. You know, whether it be judging um, or stripping women of titles, stuff like that. We want to talk about a controversial fight. And the most controversial fight I can think of that I've seen, if you guys know more, definitely put it out on the Combat Sports Show uh, Facebook page. Let us know if you think of a better one. I think for me, Jason might have a different opinion. So if you have a different one, Jason, by all means, let me know. The, the worst decision I've ever seen was definitely Holyfield versus Lennox Lewis won. And that's the one I think I told you. Uh, the New York government went up against the whoever was overseeing it, the WBA or WBO, whatever, because it was so bad. The, the judging was so bad that there was actually a lawsuit filed and they had to have a rematch because of the fact that it was, it was really, it was legitimately fixed. Uh, it was obviously fixed. Lance Lewis destroyed him and they gave it a draw. It was terrible. But if you, do you, do you know of any fight where you think that the decision was so bad? I can't think of any off the top of my head. I can't think of okay. anyone off the top of my head. I mean, there's been a lot of bad, bad officiating over yeah what a hundred years of boxing or more yeah but bad decisions are one thing we're talking about decisions that are so bad that there was something else going on most likely not just well even that one i i mean i was really hot about grisander versus fry but even that it's very very reasonable to see how the judges you know didn't see what i saw you saw the well, same thing. And I, I saw. You know, I even went back, and I even went back mm-hmm. and rewatched that fight. Yeah, and I, think, I, I even told you on the show when we covered this, it wasn't as bad. I mean, it was bad, but I can, you know, I can honestly see the way how it unfolded. You just had some mm-hmm. judges in there. Yeah. Judges just weren't. They were judging, I think, more, and this is wrong, but it happens all the time. I think the judges were judging more with their heart instead of their brain. And it happens all the time. Yeah. No, but that one was bad, but it wasn't as bad. If you go back and actually rewatch it and not listen to the um, commentary, during the fight, what made that one bad is you know then her husband stepped in and all that. So yeah, he was a... so yeah, her but, husband. No, but that one, yeah, I vaguely remember that fight. I mean, I've watched so much boxing over the years, dude. It's hard to remember, you know, to pick out one, one, one fight. Yeah, I will yeah. definitely watch that fight this week, and we can talk about that next week. Oh, that'll be a good one to go over, I think. That's a, that's a big one. It was a huge, huge controversial decision. Um, I think we'll have a good time going over that one. And <clears throat> I don't think it's going to be anywhere near. I think it's going to be eight rounds before Lennox Lewis by a very unbiased opinion. And I don't know how they, they declared that one a draw. But that's going to be a really fun fight for us to go over. But... <laughs> So before we go, yeah, I want to go over 
a big-time boxing match that's happening this Saturday. Definitely. We finally get it here. Canelo and Triple G, the rematch. Yes. The fight was scheduled back in February. Canelo gets suspended for six months because of, because of clenbuterol. So now we finally get we finally get this rematch. I don't see this fight going. I mean, I I think Triple G is going to walk all over. He's going to walk right through him. I think he's going to knock him out per se, but he's just going to control the whole fight. I don't think it's really going to be a contest. Because now, I want to see if, if Canelo was actually, and we should be able to tell, I want to see if Canelo was, was actually clean in the first one. He didn't turn up dirty on anything. Yeah. But I want to see if he comes in and is as fast and... Or is he going to be a little slower and not as lean as he as he was? And the first fight was good. It's interesting. But, so, we had a bet, but we never put up the parameters. We're actually, we're supposed to bet two fights, but we don't have to bet that second fight for a while because it's not happening until later on in the year. We had a bet on this fight. Yeah. But we never set the bet up. Actually, every bet we've had, you've lost. Not ev- not all of them. Yes. And you still have yet to pay up on the big one. I don't know if I'll ever do that because I don't want to end up in jail. You won't end up in jail, but you really should end up paying off that bet. You owe me at this point. You owe me two dinners and a run up Main Street in an outfit of my choosing. Yeah, but the outfit of your choosing would have me in jail. No, it wouldn't. You fit right in in San Francisco. Why would they arrest you in Lakeport? <laughs> because it's up here in Lake County. Dumbass. They can't put you in jail. They can't. It's, it's acceptable. A thong is not illegal. A man running up Main Street in a thong is going to have me put in jail. <laughs> no, it won't. You may... You may get talked to and asked why you're doing it, but you cannot get put in jail for that. I guarantee it. They are going to not put me in jail. They're going to put me in the in the. They're going to put me in a fucking um. Well, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they're going to put me in the fucking loony bin. <laughs> no, not once you explained you were just paying off a bet. Well, then they yeah they were really put me off in a loony bin. Why did you accept a bet that that you were going to lose and had to run up Main Street in a thong? I, you know what? I don't even remember what my part was. I, 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 I fail to remember what I would have lost on that one, but I'm pretty happy I didn't lose if that's what you lost. It was a good bet. Well, I mean, it was a good fight, too. Yeah, so I owe you two dinners on that. But you, yeah, also, so owe me like, you, but you also owe me a bet that you haven't uh, paid up on either. I think I did owe you a bet. Yeah, I think I did lose one, didn't I? Yeah, you did. And this one's going to be funny. Okay. And I've got to put this one all over Facebook Live when it happens. Because you and I are supposed to go to a Niners game sometime. 
And you've got to no, no, no. You lost that. You, you lost that. You lost that one. No, I didn't. No, no. Yes, you did. You were gonna. Have, you have to go to the Niners game and wear a cheese head. When the Packers oh, yeah. aren't playing. Yeah, that's gonna go over well. So you're trying to get me beat <laughs> up. Well, that was a bet. But we, the Packers cannot be playing. That's the thing. So you just got to go to a okay, normal okay. game. Okay. Okay. So what we're going to talk about now, Triple G versus Canelo. Uh, since you've been losing most of the bets, you, you definitely get the first pick tonight. Who, who are you well, picking? I've already, I've, already, I've already picked. You've already, I, Triple G. Okay. So I'm taking Canelo, I guess, since I don't have a choice. What is the bet? What are we losing here? Well, that's what you said you were going to come up with the parameters a couple of weeks ago. Because we also have another bet coming you. up later on in the year with uh, yeah. Tyson Fury. Yeah, and, we're, uh, we're only going to talk about this one. We're just going to talk about this one because the show's almost over. So for this one, I will bet you a large pizza. All right, that's a deal. From Mary's Pizza Shack. Oh, that's even better. Mary, hell, that's a that's Mary. actually a win-win. That's Mary's Pizza. I know. <laughs> Who's losing this bet, right? <laughs> well, the only loser is the one that has to pay for it. But <laughs> yeah, but you still don't, you still don't feel bad because <laughs> we get a good oh, pizza. I don't mind buying a large. I don't mind buying a large combination Mary's pizza. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, I really don't think. You know, the first one was good. Canelo's been out for a while. He's had a lot of controversy. I don't know how this one's gonna go. Um, the first one was close. I don't think a draw, but it was close. I, um, I don't. Yeah, it's gonna I, be a good I fight. I'm excited G, for this. I still think Triple G won that first fight, but but it wasn't a. He didn't dominate him. You know, it wasn't like he blew Canelo out of the water. Now, if you know Canelo comes back and fights the same way as he did in this first fight. I don't know what to think. We'll see. I bet, I'm sure he's made some changes. You know, he he obviously couldn't take any Kumbural. That's a big change. No. Well, because he's <laughs> been on mandatory testing for the last six months. Yeah. So we'll find so. out. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it turns out I might be down there, so we'll watch it together and have a good time. Oh, yeah. Okay. So with that, all right, we're going to end the show, and we will talk to you all next week. Have a good week. Watch some MMA, and we will talk to you. We're definitely going to bring up that fight, Holyfield versus uh, Lance Lewis 1, okay? All right. We'll see you next week. All right. Good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.